1: Well, here I am. I'm with Alex and Matthew in the studio at 111 Broadway. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello, hello, hello mister. To- where's doubt. Here. where's, where's John Pelzer?
2: Uh, Joan Pelzer? Joan uh, Pelzer. I think she's dealing with a, a certain color of eye that was ah. prevent her from coming in here.
1: I, I heard you banned her from being
2: here. I, I did. I, the safety of my staff is a little critical to me. What about your wife and children? Oh, of course, that too. But, you know, we as much as we would like her here,
1: she can't be here right now. So the funny part is, is it's 6.04. It is a Tuesday evening. It is January the 9th. Two years ago right now, it was a Sunday, and I was getting nervous because I was going to do my very first show, which will be two years from tomorrow. Um, so I actually, uh, there's this whole storm thing going on outside, allegedly, and um, And, you know, those of you who listen to me, I have like a bunch of cars. Today I happen to have, and they're all old, um, today I have my newest car, which is a 2016. So that would make it about eight years old. Um, So I'm thinking, well, that's probably the most reliable one, except it is the smallest and lightest (laughs) of all of my vehicles. And all I'm hearing about is the winds, the winds, the winds. Um, Now, I don't have too far to go from the studio down to, uh, to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. But I don't know. It should be interesting. Unfortunately, um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to rag on you a little bit here, Sam Lino, I'm going to get in trouble for it probably. Uh-oh. But um, I, after this, I'm I'm looking forward to going to a dinner with, right mm-hmm. here on, on Wall Street with my buddy John Del Giorno. But um, if I was driving you home, I'd have a little more weight in the car for the <laughs> win. You know what I mean? you feel a little safer, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you'd, you'd help me out a little <laughs> bit. But uh, as the news is on here in the studio, we can see people are really... Uh, Buckling down for this, uh, one of my partner's daughters who works in Manhattan. Um, actually, it's her future son-in-law, if I'm allowed to say that. He works at like one of these real big stone places, like Blackstone, Black Rock. One of those. They sent everyone home at three o'clock. Um, and tonight at the law office, we have late night Tuesdays where I ask everyone to work late, um, which is like until eight o'clock. And, um, anyone, and- did they listen? Oh, yeah, they listen. okay. wow. no, no, no they listen. they, they <laughs> everybody listen. You know, I gave a big pep talk to the team on Wednesday, and I talked about a certain dress code. I talked about cleaning up their offices, and I will have to say everyone from the judges at the top of the heap to the people on a little bit down on the totem pole. Everyone was very respectful of my wishes. Oh, you run a, you run a tight ship i you know, that's a great question. That I guess I can't really answer. I mean, we could call a couple of the partners at the and a couple of the associates and ask them that. I don't know if I run a tight ship, but I run, um, you know, you, as everybody knows, I'm not into this whole remote stuff. So, yes, I have. Uh, everyone was back in the office. And trust me, folks, we got a lot to talk about today. We got Trump to talk about. We have court of appeals cases to talk about. But to answer Sam Samuel, question. The, if there's any kind of secret to um success at the firm i'd have to credit it to my former boss actually really the only boss i've really ever had which is joe hines you know when i started in the da's office uh he had this rule that every case had to be tried by two prosecutors a senior one and a junior one um and you know i i echoed those words today that you know, I really think two heads are better than one, three heads, four heads. I mean, they get gets to a point when there's too many cooks in the kitchen, Um, so I'm not looking to do that, but I want everybody around to basically collaborate and talk. And, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And, you know, people are like, oh, you could just FaceTime. You know, it's just not the same. It's not the same. just like as you walk into the bathroom or to go get a cup of coffee, you know, you walk by Mike Sabella's office and you're like, Mike, let me, you know what? Let me just run this by you. This just happened. Um, And... We have a very collaborative work environment. Um, so anyway, I don't think I run a tight ship. I just want people, to, I want their offices to look good. I want them to look good because I think if you look like a lawyer and you're in a in a in an office, an environment that's lawyerly and neat and clean and organized, I just think it puts you in a better position. Um, and look, I'll relate it to the radio show. If you remember, Sam, you know, two years ago, the whole first month or even six weeks, I insisted on being here in the studio. Right. Because, that's right. Because, you know, it's a different vibe when I'm in the studio. It's a different vibe when I'm looking at you and I'm looking at Alex. And we had Sebelia floating in and out. Remember, he wasn't allowed to say he was floating in and out. It was a big <laughs> exactly. secret. Um, of course, Joan was here. She was hanging upside down from the rafters. Um, and then you know, once we kind of got our legs under us, it does make it a lot easier for me to juggle being a lawyer and being a, a host of a radio show. By doing it, uh, you guys set up all the equipment so I could do it from my desk. And you and I, Sam Bolino, are pretty much in sync. And the days that you decide you're going to like hang out, <laughs> me and me and Big Alex are pretty much in sync. <laughs> um, so today, I read a lot about what took place in court in the uh, Circuit Court of Appeals. So in um. In the world of federal law, which is very different than the world of um, state law, in the world of federal law, which is where Donald Trump is being tried in Washington, D.C. regarding the uh, election disruption, um, he filed an appeal saying that he, in his capacity as president of the United States, is immune from prosecution. And you know, just so you know, as as rare as this is, look, a president has never been prosecuted before. Um, in civil law, there's a lot of immunity. There's a lot of areas of immunity. Like, you know, if you sue a police officer, that police off, and you win, that police officer almost always is not paying out of his own pocket. The city covers him. The same, you know, you sue the DA's office. The DA's, the assistant DAs, aren't paying out of their own pocket. The city covers them. So, I mean, in, that's in civil law. Um, there are certain times in criminal law when there are some areas of defenses that almost rise to the level of immunity. I think a lot of that has to do with um, ambassadors and, um, what do you call them, consulates? Um, yeah, those kinds of people. Um, remember Lethal Weapon 2? Yeah. Diplomatic yeah. immunity. <laughs> he, and <laughs> revoked. he goes revoked and he shoots him. Um, but anyway, I mean, look, everything that's going on with Donald Trump, forget about a Donald Trump, it's any president in the United States. This is so unique. It's never happened before. And it's scary for those of us who live in the world of the law. And this is how we make a living. And this is what we study. All of this stuff that's going on with Trump right now is, is very scary because and you could take Donald Trump, the individual out of it. If you just look at it, if you made him John Doe, the fact that here's a guy who's the leading candidate, um, and now you know January sixth, and he's still answering for something that took place three years ago. Why is it taking this long? Why is it intersecting with um, the campaign? You know, it's just a little. It's it's definitely. I, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people much smarter than I am about like what, how is this going to play out? So today in the in the court of appeals. The um, three judges are in a, there's three out of the 11. So if all the judges heard the case, it would be 11. You have to request that if you lose. So if Donald Trump loses this, uh, he could ask for what's called an on-bank argument in front of the 11 judges. Um, at this point, I think their strategy is just delay, delay, delay. Um, I don't see any judge, the judge in Florida in the federal case, the judge in Washington in the federal case, the judge in Georgia Georgia in the state case, the judge in Manhattan in the state case, preventing Donald Trump from going to the Republican convention for for campaigning. So there are only small periods of time between now and November when any presidential candidate, especially one that's won the nomination, um, will have a little bit of freedom of movement. Otherwise, you guys know it's... It's constant, right? It's constant campaigning. So um, I think he's what he's trying to do is so hypothetically, let's say he loses this argument that he's immune because what he did on January 6th, he said, I was acting not as a candidate, but I was acting in my role as president of the United States to make sure we had a fair election and not just on January 6th, the other uh, other uh, actions that that are in the indictment that are listed in the indictment. He's saying in my capacity as president trying to the law, uh, adhere to the law and making sure that it's a fair election that follows the law I'm immune if I do anything um, that violates that. And the, the Republican judge, there was two Democrats and one Republican, she said to his lawyer, like, how could that make sense? That you could break the law to enforce the law. So it seems like he is not going to uh, prevail. We, now, what you don't know, the argument was today. They could issue a decision tomorrow or in, in a week or in a month. There is no like deadline. Then he could ask for what's called the en banc argument, which is I want all 11 to hear the argument, and I don't know how that gets granted or doesn't get granted. I'm, I should know that. I apologize. I don't think it's automatic. Um, and then after that, he can appeal to the Supreme Court of the United States, which the prosecutor already has to try to cut through the red tape of this middle court, this middle appeals court, just to move things along, because he knows what Trump is trying to do. He's just trying to delay it, delay it, delay it. So... Um we will wait. I mean, Donald Trump was there. There wasn't a lot of drama around it. He just sat there and listened. He didn't speak to the press there. Afterwards, he left and he went to another hotel uh, and did a press conference. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We're going to talk a little bit about the State of the Union from the State of the State, I should say, from the the Governor of the State of New York. We're going to have a little Times Square Tuesday, and then we're going to have a little fun at the bottom of the hour with trends for twenty twenty four. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: If you haven't switched to MetaShare yet, two big reasons to at least consider. Consider it and why it makes so much sense right now. Number one is inflation, which is just affecting everything. It just makes sense to say, okay, where can I actually save? Well, you can save a lot in one fell swoop if you switch to MetaShare. The typical family saves five hundred dollars a month. Secondly, your conscience. Metashare members aren't forced to pay for things they don't support or believe in. And that's a big deal for a lot of people right now. They want their money to actually help people. And one more reason. You can trust MediShare. It's been the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 30 years. It works, and members love it, too. It has double the member satisfaction rating compared to health insurance. So now's a great time to consider making the switch, and they are very easy to talk to. MediShare has great customer service. You can call now and get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE.
1: All right, so I had an opportunity today to take a little peek at um, Car and Driver magazine. Um, Now, I actually misspoke. I have been telling you guys that Honda is the only market that has two cars on the um, top 10 2024 best car list, the Accord and the Civic. There's actually, believe it or not, two Cadillacs. And that's not typical. So it's an American mark. I'm happy for Cadillac. But the Accord has been on for so many years. And uh, I mean, I think it's 37 or 38 out of 40. I mean, it's just one of the greatest cars. And you know, the Toyota Camry outsells the Honda Accord, at least in 2023. Some of that had to do with supply issues. But um, although it does outsell it, it is not rated as a better car. Um, So if you're serious about a car, and you want one that's going to last for a long time and give you no problems. There is no other car better than a Honda. If that's what you're looking for, you want like value and quality, and then you want to go to the best place to buy it. Well, you know, a restaurant that stays in business for 20 years is is outrageously successful. Uh, you can say that about all different kinds of entities, but a car dealership over 60 years, like Bay Ridge Honda. The Sabah family's been there for over 60 years. We've bought more cars there, at least more cars from there than I can count. Um, they have all the 2024 new Hondas in there, especially that HRV. You got to check that out. It's like this little crossover. It's beautiful. I happen to see one in red. It really, really looked great. They have financing rates available. They have deals where there's no payments until March. So 90 days, you you don't have to make a payment. You just get to play with the car. Um, they... Will make you feel like you are part of their family. So visit Bayridge Honda on 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bayridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayridgeHonda.com.
3: Are you ready to embark on an unforgettable expedition this summer? Then join me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, along with my wife Katie and our special guests on the Patriots Alaska Cruise. We'll unpack the trends and influences shaping our world today while sailing the pristine coast of Alaska over Fourth of July weekend. Learn more at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. This experience is more than a vacation. It's a chance to participate in spirited discussions and thought-provoking lectures with like-minded people patriots seven action-packed days will chart a course through a bright american future all while surrounded by alaska's rustic and natural wonders you'll experience powerful creation immersed in the splendor of glaciers and fjords mark your calendars june 29th to july 6th secure your cabin today by calling 855-565-5519 or online at patriotsalaskacruise.com.
1: Let's talk about our friends at Connors & Sullivan, Attorneys at Law, because we all know that planning for your future is so important. Do not wait. The time to plan is now. When you're healthy, when you feel good, even if you have a little bit of a cough or a little bit of a stuffed-up nose or pink eye or something like that, just get to the offices of Connors & Sullivan. They will sit down with you. They'll talk about... All of your assets, what you have, and what you want to happen with them. They'll also put it together a plan where the government doesn't need to even be involved. They can put together a plan where there's no judges, there's no probate, there's no there's no state getting involved. Wills, trusts, power of attorneys, health care proxies, living wills, their overall estate plan. They will make you feel comfortable That when you're not here anymore, everything will be exactly the way you want it. Why do you trust Connors & Sullivan? Because they've been doing this for over 40 years. They've helped thousands and thousands of people. So call Connors & Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney. At any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, or Staten Island, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or visit their website at connersandsullivan.com. And remember, what Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all.
3: Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa, Tune in iHeart, or Odyssey.com.
4: A girl went back to Napoli. Because she missed the scenery, the native dances and the charming songs.
5: But wait a minute, something's wrong.
3: Hey, mambo,
4: mambo italiano. Hey, Mambo Italiano, go, 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 you mixed up Siciliano, all you Calabresi do the
6: Mambo like a crazy weather. There you go,
1: you got the Sicilians in there, the Calabresis in there, a whole nine yards. Well,
2: why would you tell them, Samblina, why'd you play that song? So the song was released back in 1954, but today in 1955, this song was number one on the UK singles chart. And this is the singer's second number one. This is Rosemary Clooney we're listening to. But the song, I thought this was interesting. The song was banned by all ABC-owned stations in the U.S. because it, quote-unquote, did not reach standards of good taste.
1: What do you think? Uh, what, because the, they said mixed-up Sicilianos? Uh, uh, I mean,
2: perhaps. I, I, I think maybe it was a racial thing in there. I don't know. Maybe the Calabres got
1: upset. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> Whatever. Um, by the way... Speaking about what gets banned, there is a hysterical clip of, and it just was all over the place during the holiday season, about banning um, Baby It's Cold Outside.
2: Yes, uh, I saw that, and they I mean, juxtapose it yeah. against like a, a song that's playing on the radio. It, it's or, one of those things where you know uh, people are a little more sensitive these days, and the, the but don't know, but yeah, but are... then
1: they played uh, then, he was, but the guy, the comedian, reads the the, the words to "Baby, It's Cold Outside," uh, and, com- and then he, he, he reads the lyrics it. to a song that's playing on like Kiss FM or whatever right now, and it's hilarious. I mean, we can't even talk about it on right. AM nine seventy what the lyrics are that get played, but anyway. Let's talk about some uh, more of the insanity that's going on in the world of uh, the law. Um, I just want to there's a, a new article out saying that there was an inappropriate relationship with the D.A. in Georgia who's going after Trump. Um, and I think some one of the special prosecutors she picked, uh, the, the, this Rudy has not, Rudy Giuliani has not filed a, uh, a motion yet, but one of the, and neither has Donald Trump, but one of the other uh, defendants have filed a motion saying that this, prosec- the, the DA needs to recuse herself because she's got some sort of conflict of interest. This is just crazy what, how the, judicial system is really being weaponized to a level that we've you know that just has never existed before and that's not an exaggeration i mean it just it has never existed before to have the former president of the united states today sitting in the court of appeals of the circuit court of appeals basically staring down the three judges who are deciding his case um you know it's it's really uh it, you got to scratch your head. I mean, at one point, the, one of the judges laid a scenario to Donald Trump's lawyer and said, if, the, if Donald Trump was the president, well, he didn't say, uh, the, the judge didn't say Donald Trump. If the president of the United States hired SEAL Team 6 to go and kill a political adversary, uh, could the president be charged with a crime? And the answer was only after he was impeached by Congress. And what that would mean in the real world is if, God forbid, any president actually did that, the the president then could have somebody killed and then they could resign. And they resigned the presidency so they were never impeached. And therefore, according to the argument, uh, the president, whoever that president was, could not be charged with the crime. Um, you know, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't think um, the judges here are going to rule in Trump's favor, but you know, I have been wrong before uh, in the case that I'm handling, the Harvey Weinstein case. If you go online and you go to the Appellate Division First Department's website and you look at that argument, um, which pl- place, I think it was December the 14th of 2022, um, and you look at that argument, and you see how the five judges attacked the prosecutor. It seemed like a hundred percent they were going to reverse the case. I mean, a hundred percent. Well, the newspaper covered, you reported it. Said, you know, Harvey seems like he's in good shape. It seems like they're going to rule in his favor, and then that did not happen. Um, so, you know, you never know. Um, and you know, I'm not saying that the Harvey Weinstein case is as big as this Donald Trump case, but you know, it's not exactly a the bagel store getting robbed from a couple of bagels. I mean, it's a pretty big case. Um, so you never know. But it seemed like today that Donald Trump was going to lose. And then it seemed like they're going to ask for, to, as a delay tactic, to ask for the whole uh, court to listen to it. That would push things back a couple of weeks. Don't forget, this trial is supposed to start in March. Um, and it's what's interesting, too, is the, um, the trial judge Once the circuit court said they were going to hear the case, the trial judge said, "Okay, we're going to stop all proceedings here at the um, at this at the trial level. And yet the prosecutor is continuing to give discovery material to give evidence to Trump's team so that they could say we're not. um, You know, they can't say that, that the defense can't say they didn't have enough time to review the evidence. So then Trump's team filed a motion with the judge saying they should be held in contempt of court because when a federal court judge tells you not to do something and you do it, that means you're disobeying an order. I don't believe the judge has um, uh, ruled on that motion yet, but it is a little bit of a, a, a catty move by the prosecutor to continue to move forward with the um, with the trial case when you have a specific order from the judge telling you not to. Um So, I don't know. We shall see. Um, There's a lot of motion practice going on in Georgia. Uh, My fear in the Georgia case is if they, if Donald Trump wins or if Donald Trump is too caught up with the campaign that he can't move, they can't force him to go to trial. They, what's called, sever him out of the case. And his case will still be alive, but it'll be on the sidelines. And they go forward with the others. And then all of a sudden Rudy Giuliani becomes the big name, the big headline, and that would definitely not be fun. Um, speaking of Rudy Giuliani, someone who um, served this state, this city, as you really say, so well, uh, under the Giuliani administration, under the Bloomberg administration, under the de Blasio administration, and, and even before Rudy, was a guy named Chief Joe Esposito of the NYPD. Um, he served uh in from the first day he could get on the job until the last day when he was he had a walk out. He was the chief he was the highest ranking um uniformed officer he wasn't the police commissioner but he was the chief of police and he was just a wonderful guy and he did he was such a down to earth guy um for someone who had so much power and Chief Esposito will go down in the history books of not only the NYPD, but of the city of New York as really an unbelievable pl- public servant. Um, he, uh, under the de Blasio administration, when he had to leave the NYPD, he became, um, he was in the emergency management. Uh, he was the head of emergency management, which Joe Bruno was during the, I believe all 12 years of the Bloomberg administration. um, Chief Esposito, if you met him, it was like you could be total strangers with him. And in 15 minutes, it was like you knew him your whole life. And uh, he was behind uh, so much of the crime-fighting tactics that we have um, really made part of the normal way that we fight crime here in the city. And uh, I just want to give uh, a big shout out to Chief Esposito and to his family. His wife died recently. He and his wife were super close. He brought her to so many of the social events that he had to go to so we all knew his wife. So the two of them hopefully are holding hands and uh, having a glass of champagne together in heaven. Um, Today was Governor Hochul's State of the State. She talked about crime. Um, She talked about education. She talked about housing. You know what she didn't talk about? The migrants, she didn't really focus on it. They gave out a 180-page um, like briefing book, and I don't believe the migrants were mentioned at all in that. You had Eric Adams up there. You had other city officials up there in Albany for this, and the fact that the governor of the state of New York does not, man- does not mention— Maybe the biggest crisis. I mean, that and crime, right? Those are the two things that everyone's focusing on, besides this little storm that's going on out there at 629 on a Tuesday night. Um, I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking. Sam Bolina, who do we got coming back? Are we hanging out with some people? We will
2: have Times Square Tuesdays. Tom Harris with us. All right. And then we're going to have
1: Amy Marks talking about um, the trends for 2024. Is
2: that the deal? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I can't wait to hear what she has to say.
1: All right, so let's take a quick break at 629. It's almost 630. It's pouring rain outside. And uh, we'll come back. We'll talk uh, about crime in the city with Tom Harris. And uh, then we'll talk about the trends for 2024. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Crazy. For
4: you. Oh, you come crash into
3: me. If you're just jetting around looking for something to do tonight at 7, look no further. Come travel with us. Travel Tuesday. Linda Perillo, Kevin McCullough talking all the big travel news of the day. And we hope you'll join us. It'll be a fun trip. Dr. Sebastian Gorka here inviting you to follow me on a cruise to Alaska this 4th of July weekend. It will be the adventure of a lifetime. Reserve your cabin today. Call 855 565 5519 or Patriotsalaskacruise.com
0: Seth Paulhouse brings hope and insight as he fights against socialism and communism on the Man in America podcast now available on the Salem Podcast Network. The
7: role of the digital world in shaping our perception of the real world cannot be overlooked. It seems like all of these mechanisms are dividing us in endless ways.
0: Subscribe to Man in America today on Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, Rumble or at salempodcastnetwork.com.
1: Let's talk about our friends at Diamondback Ready Mix. When you're looking for concrete materials for your next construction project, call on the experts of Diamondback Ready Mix, New York and New Jersey's number one premier family owned concrete supplier, proudly located on Staten Island, providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey. Diamondback Ready Mix Quality is Our Strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring. Fully insured in New York and New Jersey and will produce your concrete with the perfect blend of durability, strength, and appearance for your project. So take it from me, call today, and ask for Harry Lynch for your personalized service, second to none. Call. 718-650-5649. 718-650-5649. 718-650-5649. 718-650-5649. For your free estimate, that's 718-650-5649. Or go online to Diamondback ReadyMix. That's Ready Mix, R-E-D-I-M-I-X dot com. Diamondback ReadyMix is a DeFazio Industries company.
4: Achieve the best possible outcome at Idala Bertuna & Cammons, That is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna & Cammons earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna & Cammons law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Let's talk about our friends at Plaza College, because
1: in a new year, you should start a new life. Well, if you need to, I mean, I'm pretty, I got my plate is pretty full, but you know, there are a lot of people out there who are figuring out, well, what should I do next and what's next for me? Or should I reinvent myself or I'm having a midlife crisis, et cetera, et cetera. The best place to start is Plaza College, located in Long Island City, very, very close to Manhattan, very, very close to the subway and mass transit. Plaza college has a little bit of something possibly for everyone. They, uh, have the nursing program, the dental hygiene program. But of course I talked to you about the court reporting program because the national court reporters association says there are 5,000 openings and not enough reporters to fill them. So think about it. If you go to the Plaza college, uh, School and you graduate you're almost guaranteed to get a job. It could be a full-time job a part-time job It could be in the courts. It could be in school You can eat in schools You can even work from home and now the National Court Reporters Association is offering this free program called a to Z Where participants are introduced to stenography and court reporting and sessions are being hosted right here in New York City Plaza College is in Queens is the only school in the city with a court reporting program. So sign up today by emailing info at Again, that's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college, E-D-U. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
0: We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala, and the Arthur Idala Power Hour.
3: I,
1: what do you got going on here, Sam? A little disco from Odyssey. Is this for, Is this because Tom Harris is of yes, uh, is. Is yes, the disco is. age?
2: Is that what it is? Oh, no, no. I thought it was an appropriate song for him.
1: So, Tom Harris, let me put you on the spot. You know, I, I try yep. never to put you on the spot. But Governor Hochul does the state of the state today. <laughs> and the yep. mayor's up there. A lot of the leaders of the city are up there. And she never mentions the migrants.
7: Yeah, I know, I, right. I... I... Watched her address, and I noted that as well. And I think it's because uh, we haven't figured out how to talk about this. Uh, It always comes down to a partisan issue, and like so many things, we need to have a find a way to have those tough conversations.
1: Well, Tom, let me add something. You know, you're besides being the president of the Times Square Alliance and dealing with all these different. Entities, all these uh, city agencies and state agencies. You were a cop for all those years, an inspector. Um, Is it really a partisan issue? I mean, first of all, you have a Democratic mayor and a Democratic governor, um, a a Democratic Senate and a Democratic Assembly, uh, Democratic City Council. So it's all Democrats, right? There's no Republicans anywhere, and everyone knows we need to come up with a solution. Uh, And the fact that I think that the, the the governor stands up there. And says in her speech, we're better today than two years ago without ever addressing one of the biggest issues in the city, I I just think is negligent
7: to be nice. So I think the solution lies in Washington, and that's where it gets tricky. So we need a, a national policy towards immigration that focuses on a 50-state solution, not a couple of governors shuttling them around like this. And until we have those frank conversations at the national level, we're not going to solve the problems.
1: Well, my I mean, I looked at some numbers. I mean, <clears throat> the city has poured money out, poured money out yes. um, regarding this. The state, a lot less so. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why the mayor was up there, was like, you know, folks, how about, I mean, I don't need to tell you, the city contributes so much to the state budget, so much exponentially more than our footprint. Um, I, well, let me ask you, let me come back to the Times Square part of things. They're talking about, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> the mayor is talking about now, basically evicting people now from the Roosevelt Hotel, etc., what? Do you, but he also says you're not going to see them on the streets. So, as someone who's got his fingers on the pulse of the city, how do you tell them they have to leave uh, the housing that we've provided for them? They don't have jobs, the vast majority of them. um And but we're not going to see them on the streets. I mean, how is this
7: happening? So I know that we don't see them on the streets of Times Square. We have. A- the Roosevelt Hotel is not with us, but I know that I think at the Rowe Hotel and at the, the Candler building, they are going to tell people that they have to go back into the, into the line to get, to, get, uh, addition, to get new housing after the 60 days. So let's see what happens with that. Uh, but again, you really can't. The, the reason why we don't see the encampments on our streets here that we do in other states is that you really can't erect a structure on the streets, and that's something that the NYPD has been good about enforcing, so that's why we don't have these 10 cities. We have little areas that they pop up, Uh, but the police department has done a good job, and so have all the other agencies, in making sure that doesn't happen, and we are hypervigilant in Times Square, we have a program uh, that we call community First, where we we have um, resources that we put in. It's a partnership between the court, between the um, fountain house which does uh, which which has mental health services, breaking ground does homeless services, and we build trust with the homeless population in Times Square. We've been successful in reducing that number from 31 to 10, and uh, and we really hyper-focus on the individual. Every person became unhoused for a unique reason, and we look for unique solutions. So getting back to your point, I think with the asylees and the migrants, uh, they're going to go into that system once they leave the migrant shelters.
1: Well, it certainly something that i would have liked to have seen the governor address um tom talk to me about the aftermath i'm gonna
7: uh, this this is what they call a pivot pivot what what i what i found a little bit of comfort in is the mayor talked about retail theft and talked about the mental health issues yes and i think with with the retail theft what we find is that we have these repeat offenders that that um that listen by very definition they repeatedly offend and they they become repeat offenders because the police department arrests them, and then they go into the system. So I would like to see a proactive strategy to punish those who just don't get it, and let's hope that that's what she was talking about. And then with the mental health issues, uh, we really need a comprehensive strategy. Mayor Adams has a comprehensive strategy with Brian Stettin, His is policy director for severe mental illness, and what that does is it says there are some people out on the street that just don't realize that they need help, and for those people, we need to make sure that they get that help that they deserve and need so that they don't become a statistic and either commit crime or die slowly on the street. So I was encouraged by her focus on crime retail theft and the and and the mental health strategy. I wish she would work a little bit closer with the mayor and Brian Stetton and enact, uh, the, the supportive intervention act that Brian Stetton and the mayor have been pushing for.
1: Well, I, that's fantastic. I can, cannot disagree with what you're talking about. I mean the, uh, I think the number one crime, uh, around here was like shoplifting and you know what what she was talking about it's and i will tell you just to be a a good new yorker by where my office is on 45th and 5th there's these guys out there selling what looks like like genuine apple uh ear pods and genuine apple like all the the accessories not necessarily like the iphone or the ipad but everything that goes with them and i'm pretty sure they've all picked shoplifted them and now they're selling them out on the street. Or and uh, others tell me that because um, I spoke to one of the owners of uh, Dwayne Reed or Walgreens in my neighborhood in Brooklyn, and he said they go in, they take all the toothpaste, they take all the deodorant, and then they go and sell it on on Amazon. And that's what I, I'm, I'm you know I'm saying like why does this guy want forty you know where, where's he selling the. Uh, the, the toothpaste, and where's he selling the the underarm right. deodorant? And so, I mean, the only thing we could stop is you know, supply and demand. If no one's buying it, um you know there' there's they're not going to be able to sell it. Um,
7: Tom, as we wrap and, and up look, here, go, ahead, go crimes lead to lead to more violent crimes. When we looked, I guess probably about a year ago, we looked at the high profile crimes in Times Square, and we found that twenty five percent were committed by people with mental illness and we know this just from what was reported in the paper and then another 45 percent were committed by repeat offenders so if we could come up with effective strategies for the repeat offenders and effective strategies for those with severe mental illness we will be a safer city and a safer state
1: all right are we safe in times square
7: We are safe in Times Square. So our problem in Times Square is that the perception hasn't caught up with the reality that we are safe in Times Square. Uh, We we look at crime. We're hyper-focused on crime and disorder. Uh, We're doing very well with the crime, the disorder. I think that we could do a little bit better with that. But a lot of things that, that were illegal four years ago are no longer illegal now and that's something that we need to work with our elected officials to change uh, author if 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 matt is on the street shooting up a hypodermic needle and alex is smoking a joint and you're having a glass of wine out on the street the only person breaking the law is me is you?
1: i know wine i know it's kind of crazy right it's kind of crazy yeah. i mean it's insane well First of all, I hope you've recovered from New Year's Eve. Thank you for your hard work. we in raring
7: the go. We hit the ground running. Um, we can't wait for, for, 20, for, to, to, uh, for with all the exciting programming in 2024. Broadway week is coming up uh, January 16th to February 4th. So you could get two-for-one tickets to, to, to that Broadway show you wanted to see. In February, we're going to have our heart sculpture, which is going to be an ice sculpture, in Times Square, and we're really looking forward to a great 2024. There you go. Tom Harris on Times Square Tuesday,
1: 645 on a Tuesday night. Thank you, Tom. Um, Let's come back and talk about some trends. I got Alex here. I don't know. He'll have some trends. I got Matt Sambolino here. He'll have some trends for 2024. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
6: I want to tell you guys about Relief Factor. Let's talk uh, about a testimony that I was reading earlier, uh, Leah from Ohio. She says, one Sunday... Leah was sitting on the couch, and in so much pain that she literally was in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. In just eight days, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. She said in her quote, I truly am amazed at this product. Anyway, I want you guys to go and give Relief Factor a try. Get started with the three-week quick start for the low price, discounted price of nineteen ninety-five. And I'm telling you guys, it's worth the money. If you're in pain, your back hurt, your neck hurt, you got inflammation overtaking you, taking over your life, nineteen dollars to fix it is a no brainer. Go to relieffactor.com or call the number one eight hundred for relief. That's one eight hundred the number four relief. All right, so
1: people say this time of the year, like right around now, your your credit card bills start coming in. You're like, oh, it's not a good time to be spending any extra money. I got to take care of this. This bill, the Visa bill, the American Express bill, Diners Club, whatever it is, the Costco card, all of that stuff. But you know what you could do at Bay Ridge Honda? You could go buy a car now and you could make your January credit card payment and your February credit card payment. And you don't have to make a car payment. Until March. Yep, right now Bay Ridge Honda has a deal where they have ninety days of no payments. The CRV, the HRV, the Odyssey, uh obviously the Accord, the Civic, uh you know, it's and if you go to Bay Ridge Honda, right outside there's a whole bunch of Honda cars, but once you go inside They're just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful product. And the Sabah family that's been there for 60 years, over 60 years, they're going to make you feel like you're part of their family. So if you want to go buy a new car and you're afraid, well, I can't make any payments now, you don't have to worry. You can go 90 days before you make a payment. So go to Bayridge Honda on 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bayridge, Brooklyn, or go see all their new cars and their used cars at BayridgeHonda.com. That's BayridgeHonda.com.
0: Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer.
5: What's the matter
1: with the clothes on? Tell that your tie's too wide. So when I hear this song, if my sister's Baby listening, she'll know. Tab, Miss Mary Lou's new school of dance. Of you know, I went to tap dancing school on 3rd Avenue and, and 82nd Street in Brooklyn. Okay. How'd you do? I was the only boy. <laughs> and um, I did like two stints. I was there from like when I was 7, 8, 9. And then I went back again at like 12 and 13, 14. Because um, I think I was even a freshman or even to a sophomore in high school. And everyone's like, oh you're a guy in an old girl's school. You know what that was like, bro?
2: Yeah, I'm sure you, 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 you know, pulled. You, you know what fifteen <laughs> you know what it's like
1: being a fifteen year old boy? And you know, when the wind blew you got excited. <laughs> and there's all these girls in these little leotards and but this was the song she would play when you'd have to like warm up and do your like shuffle 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 flap 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 flap. Walls club Wall's Club Wall's Club. Anyway, anyone who knows. Uh, well, I have to ask you now: Who inspired you to get into that? Was there like a famous? I think my now. Was... I think my mother probably dragged me there. That's <laughs> she, she kept me off the streets. Um, so thank you, mother, for dragging me off the streets. And Miss Mary Lou, who I'm still in touch with, she lives down in North Carolina now. Um, those of you who remember Miss Mary Lou's new school of dance on Third Avenue on Eighty Second Street. So let's talk about the trends. The trends of 2024 with Amy Marks-McGee. Welcome back to the show, Amy.
5: Thank you, Arthur. All right, so tell
1: me what the trends. Tell me like being 56 years old and bald and having a two-year-old kid is like in and hip.
5: All right, so you'll be happy about one of the trends for sure. So there's five trends. The first trend is kids will be kids. Second trend, refillable and reusable revolution. Third is we all scream for ice cream. Fourth, hold this. And the last one, the fifth one is robots lend a helping hand. Okay. I so have first, no idea what any of those things
1: mean, so let's go for it.
5: All right, so kids will be kids. So parents and caretakers want the best best for their children. And as parents are focusing on this whole health and wealth health and wellness lifestyles, this behavior is now being echoed into the consumer packaged goods and services that they're buying for their own children. So one of the underlying themes for, like, just kids' products in general is convenience. So convenience is still really important, but it's being followed by healthier, better-for-you products. So we're going to start seeing um, better-for-you portable food and beverage and personal care children's products with plant-based formulas, naturals, and better-for-you ingredients that are hitting the shelves. And I can give you, like, you know, two examples. I can give you one example is... People are familiar with Lunchables. Well, there's a new company called Sunny, which is supposed to be, like, the healthier version of Lunchables. And they created a range of refrigerated snack packs that are made from fresh and organic ingredients. And then some people may be familiar with Dior perfumes and fine fragrances. They made a baby Dior um, baby skincare and fragrance collection. And in French, it's – I think it's – I don't speak French. I think it's pronounced don't et al. And it means lucky star. So, there's more and more products being developed specifically for baby and children. So, wait, there's, there's perfume
1: kids. now for kids?
5: There's always been perfume for kids, but this is a new launch that's gotten a lot of press and attention. So, okay. yeah.
1: All right. Okay.
5: Okay. So, kids will be kids. The second trend is refillable and the reusable revolution. So we know that sustainability is becoming really important to consumers, and it's becoming a priority. So consumers are expecting the brands and companies to create better for the environment sustainable packaging. So we're seeing an uptick in refillable packaging, and this trend's evolving with like reduced material use and lower carbon I emissions. I like that. I'm all about that. I'm loving on that. So some of the examples in beauty, a lot of it's happening in beauty and personal care. We've seen um, refillable lipstick. Um, Head and Shoulders just did a bare, it's called Bare, B-A-R-E, shampoo. But it's a new package that's supposed to be eco-friendly, and they designed it to be squeezed like when you squeeze toothpaste so that you can get every last drop out. Oh, very good.
1: I'm a big and, I'm a big every last drop out kind of guy. Every I last really drop am. Out, yep. keep, go- keep going. Keep going.
5: And then um, what I think is interesting, I think we're going to start seeing it in food and beverage. The um, newest example is that it happened in the U.K., but for the holiday season, the um, French brand, it's the Cognac brand, Champagne, uh, Maison Louis XIII, created this infinity experience at the Louis XIII Boutiques and Harrods in the U.K. So they were inviting customers to come and refill their um, mouth-blown decanters of this cognac at the store, and they could go there and fill it an in, in infinite number of times.
1: Yeah. Did you did you talk about how much that
5: costs? No, I don't yeah. remember the price. Yeah, but it was astronomically expensive. Yes, it
1: was <laughs> correct. Yeah, I'm very well aware of that because a good friend of mine sent me a bottle of that when my first child was born, and I still. So now
5: you can go go to London and go to UK and fill it up.
1: All right. Go ahead. Keep going.
5: Okay, Um, we all scream for ice cream. This is a trend that I think everybody can get behind all year round. We know that ice cream is a fan favorite among all generations. It never goes out of style. But we're seeing a lot of activity in savory ice cream and unexpected collaborations. We're seeing some activity in freeze-dried and do-it-yourself mixes. So it's a really popular vehicle to experiment. And it includes dairy-based or plant-based, so consumers want ice cream. Um, some of the newest applications, which are kind of funny, it's more about the flavors. But, for example, for Thanksgiving, Baskin-Robbins did a Turkey Day Fixings ice cream, and it was with sweet potato and autumn spice, but it had honey cornbread pieces mixed with cranberry sauce.
1: And then Have, some you, of ever the tried, have me- you ever tried plant-based ice cream?
5: I have tried... I think it was more like a sorbet. Okay, that's different.
1: So, okay, yeah, keep going. I don't different. want to interrupt you. on okay. you know, a roll. And
5: then some people might be familiar with Van Leeuwen. <laughs> they do a lot of collaborations. Actually with on, they've really actually
1: been on the show.
5: Oh, they have. So mm-hmm. they... Their craft mac and cheese ice cream, they brought it back this year. They've done a uh, hidden ranch ice cream. Yeah, not very healthy, mm-hmm. but people love, like, these weird savory combinations. They've done a mustard one. And then even um, Jenny's ice cream does some interesting stuff. She did, um, I think she just did some kind of hot toddy with some local Ohio. I'm a, I'm a hot toddy uh, fan, so. So she did an ice cream. And then there's a company called True Scoops that offers a dry do-yourself it ice cream mixes. So it's a dry mix that you pour your own half and half into and or these other toppings to make it your own ice cream. So expect to see more unique flavor combinations, new interpretations, and new applications for ice
1: cream. Amy, I have two minutes to go. I just want to ask you, is there any trends in clothing and wearing or what people are wearing or um, staying the same?
5: I think it's more of the same, but we're do we sustainable fashion and like vegan leather and new materials that are better for the environment are also happening. Some of those are plant based, um, using fruit waste like bananas and pineapple. So we're seeing that in fashion. Um, Pantone they just did they released their color of the year, so they're calling it Peach Fuzz. And then another trend company called WGSN identified apricot crush as the color of the year. So we're going to start seeing a lot of these.
1: I could definitely see Sambalino and Alex sporting the uh, apricot and maybe maybe one can go peach. Yeah, I I can see Sambalino and peach and
2: Alex. (laughs) Matches my hair. Yeah. yeah.
5: So you're going to see fashion, home accessories. You're going to start seeing food and beverages and scents that are based on peach or apricot directions. Although they're already, peach is a pretty popular flavor already in many products then we have two more trends.
1: All right, um, I got 60 seconds left, so power them seconds. through. All right,
5: let's do robots lend a helping hand. So robots are enhancing the dining experience, and we're also seeing them appear in beauty. In quick service, robots are slicing and dicing, they're churning out coffee, they're slinging burgers, and they're even serving and delivering. And we're going to be start seeing it in beauty. There's a brand called Clockwork, which is a robot that makes does manicures in 10 minutes.
1: Okay, oh, So we're piloted. taking more jobs away from human beings. Very nice.
5: No, they're taking the jobs that the human beings that are repetitive, that the human beings hate to do, like oh. slice um, pepperonis for a pizza or, um, or um, prepare something or clean something. So if they're taking away thing, um, monotonous
1: tasks okay. that well, people hate. Amy, thank you very much. It's six fifty seven. I'm out of time. I appreciate I miss I missed one trend, but I you know, maybe you could email me that final trend that I could talk It about was
5: hold this. It's portable, it's about convenient portable foods.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, well that's that's actually important as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um you know what I hope trends in twenty twenty four? The Author Idala Power Hour. Amy <laughs> Marks McGee, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank uh, you. All right, folks, I'm off to a dinner and I will be back tomorrow on the Author Idala
7: Power Hour the arthur idala power hour is sponsored by idala bertuna and cammons pc